0: the international break is over the players are really pulling up their socks now and with just seven weeks to go we're here to look at all the drama the action the terror
1: i'm jack he's harry
0: and this is Two Halves
1: City are still sitting top of the table but not very comfortably they are just one point ahead of Liverpool Can Guardiola's men hold their nerve until the end of May?
0: Chelsea are third in the table great news for this month's super fan family the Comerfords from Kerry we hear from dad Derek and his son Rian who have been supporting the Blues right through the generations even back to the Viking and caveman times were there Vikings in Kerry Jack?
1: I don't know Harry But I do know that the Republic of Ireland put on two class displays of football under Stephen Kenny last month. We caught up with Wigan and Republic of Ireland midfielder James McLean who tells us who he thinks will win the Prem this year.
0: The Sligo Rovers under 14s lads are in the locker room this month and we find out how their season is going as well as their thoughts on all things football.
1: So get yourself a serious stash of treats, get comfy and get ready for non-stop soccer chat for the next 20 minutes.
0: It's Two Halves on RTE Junior Radio. Since we left you last month, we had an international break, so I'm going to talk about that first. Crazy shock results saw Italy get knocked out of the World Cup qualification in a 1-0 loss to North Macedonia.
1: Yeah, it was an embarrassment for Italy, really, like, fresh after coming off their win. In the summer of 2021 in the Euros. The world was their oyster really. like They were going in full of confidence. To this World Cup you would imagine. Kings of Europe. They don't even make it to the group stages. They get knocked out by a relatively unknown. North Macedonian team. I think it's showing that the age. Is getting to the point now. Where they need to bring in youth to the team. The cracks are showing. So they have the likes of. Benucci, Cellini, Immobile. They're all very experienced old players for italy like they do actually have quite a few good young players it's just they prefer to play the older players for some reason but now after that they might start playing the younger players
0: that brings me nicely to the republic of ireland i know it wasn't world cup qualification but their two games in the aviva last month against belgium and lithuania we were actually at the belgium match to see Ogbeni score a bicycle kick in the flesh you can see under Stephen Kenny all the youth coming in, which is what you were talking about with this Ireland now have a mix of senior players like Shane Duffy, Seamus Coleman, James McLean, John Egan, mixed in with the likes of Troy Parrott, Shadozi Creevy and Kelleher, Gavin Bazoon. I know they're both goalkeepers, but they're seriously good talents. It's really exciting to be in our generation watching the boys in green because we have a good team coming through.
1: And we'll be talking to James McLean later in this show. Moving now to the Premier League... The table hasn't changed that much. First is still Man City and last is still Norwich. But the gap has closed to one point between Liverpool and City and my God, it's going to be some end of the season. Man City and Liverpool still have to play each other, which could potentially be the title deciding game.
0: That's on next Sunday, that is going to be some game. We call it every month, but will City hold on to this or will Liverpool manage to beat them on Sunday when they're playing? was 12 points there a few months ago, then it went to nine, to six, to three, and now it's one very big, precious point. Man City are really hoping to hold on to win their second one in two years, but Liverpool are trying to regain their title. Personally, I actually do think that Liverpool will come back from behind and beat Man City on Sunday and win the league, possibly. Call a check. I'm sticking by that from now until the end of May.
1: Well... If you had asked me last month, I would have said City hands down. And I'm still going to say City now. But they can't afford to play games like they did with Crystal Palace. And they'll all draw. They can't afford to slip up like that. They're going to have to come out guns blazing on Sunday. All in all, I think City are the better team. I think they will win the Premier League. But it's going to be very close. Overall, we had a very good short football month in March and the first few days of April Spurs are now fourth in the Premier League and without any bias I think they've been very good this month and we can all agree on that Harry Kane has won the Premier League Player of the Month for the seventh time in his career which is another record that he has broken he's joined now with Sergio Aguero on seven also he got four goals and two assists in March he is looking back to his best He's averaging a goal per game and he's playing very, very well.
0: Kai Havertz has been absolutely brilliant. He was directly involved with five of Chelsea's eight goals in March, so they an incredible run for him. No surprise Chelsea are third in the table, really. But will they hold it is the question.
1: If they keep up their performances as of the 4-1 defeat to Brentford, they will skyrocket down the table. But a brilliant performance from Brentford, Christian Eriksson, scored his first goal for Brentford since uh, signing for them in January he also scored on the international break he's been very very good uh, considering everything that he's been through it's great to see him really performing well Brentford are looking safe from the drop now after a period of time where it was iffy whether they were going to be relegated or not yeah Chelsea don't want to be making slip-ups like that again
0: the real question is, are Everson out of danger? Every month on the show, I think they are, but then they fall back during the month. They're 17th in the table with Watford, Burnley and Norwich trailing behind them. Nobody can deny they're having a bad season. It just it doesn't reflect them. They're a good team normally, and they beat Arsenal 2-1 earlier on in the season, which shows they can pull off these results.
1: Yeah, I remember that game. Damari Gray scored a stunner, didn't he?
0: In At a time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Everton will certainly need some of Frankie's magic football. Personally, I think it's going to be a hard battle for Everton to stay up. But bear in mind, they do have two games in hand on Watford. So they potentially could gain some ground and be out of the relegation zone for now. I think it's almost a given that Norwich are going to be relegated. They have 18 points. And it's sad for the fans, but it's just the way it goes. Three teams have to be relegated every year. And unfortunately, it looks like Norwich is going to be one of them.
0: Can we talk about that Leeds game against Wolves, Jack? It was incredible. 2 0 down by half time. Jimenez did get himself a second yellow card. He walked off. And somehow, Leeds came back luke Ayling scored an absolute bullet to bring it to 2-1 and then two more goals from leeds saw them win the match 3-2 unbelievable jeff
1: definitely the most entertaining game in march for a neutral's perspective i'd say the leeds fans were very worried because there was a time when they were close to the relegation zone uh in march but now they're looking well again they drew with southampton which probably wasn't the best result for them but uh That was a big win against Wolves. And it was a brilliant game to watch. On to players who didn't have a great month. And for me, Mikel Antonio has been completely off the pace this month. West Ham are not in a great position compared to what they were last month. Spurs are three points ahead of West Ham. With a game in hand. So a potential six point gap there. They really need to pull up their socks if they're going for Champions League this season. I don't think they'll get it. Personally, I think... Without a hint of bias, Spurs will come top four easily.
0: So just seven weeks to go, it's time for heads down, socks up, and best footy forward.
1: (laughs) Our next guest spoke to us ahead of Ireland's games against Belgium and Lithuania last month. He's the Republic of Ireland and Wigan Athletic winger. A big welcome to two halves, James McLean.
2: Thanks lads, thanks for having me.
0: James, you've been playing for the Republic of Ireland for 10 years now under several different managers. Are you excited about this new era under Stephen Kenny and all the young players he's brought through?
2: Uh, Definitely. Um, I think the back end of the last campaign shows that we could be on something special here. Um, We're playing a very exciting brand of football at the moment, um, which we probably haven't got uh, recognised in the past for doing so. Uh, it's it's kind of this new year. The manager wants to play a, a, a new style of a new style of play. Got a, got a good mix of young players and kind of senior players like myself now. So I think going off the back of the last campaign, I think there's there's a lot of hope going forward, and uh, hopefully we can continue that uh, with Saturday's game.
1: You're currently in the international camp ahead of the big game against Belgium on Saturday. What's the big difference going from club football to international games?
2: Um if I sound disrespectful, obviously international football you got the best of the best. Um where you kinda it's not always the case at club level. You know, international football's very it's it's very tactical. Um there's not a lot of room for error. Um, like I said, you're playing against the best players in the world. not more so than the number one ranked team in the world comes Saturday. So I would say the calibre of player, uh, and like I said, it's a lot more tactical as well, so there's less margin for error.
0: You've scored some very important goals for Ireland. Which one was your favourite?
2: I think your, your your first goal is always special. Um, MetLife Stadium against uh, Portugal uh, was was pretty special, but going by the importance of it, I know in the end up it didn't, didn't count for much uh, because we didn't qualify, but... The Wales goal, um just just that night that, that you know afterwards what it meant uh in that moment uh was was pretty special, so I would say a flop of the coin between between them uh, two, to be honest
1: we have to ask, are there any messers in the Irish camp who's always cracking the jokes
2: uh, there's a few messers I'm not a joker like but I, I don't i don't mind uh messing uh. Kellum Robinson's pretty pretty lively, pretty pretty happy all the time. Too happy actually. Um ah, we, we we've got a f we've got a few likes likes they think they're funny. Um we've got a good a yeah. good spirit here. Uh so I'll say Kellum Robinson just because um I don't know anyone that's as happy as as
1: is And what part of training is your favourite and do you have any drills that you hate? Warm ups, I hate warm ups. Uh our warm up coach uh
2: Mix every last
1: second council.
2: Things were warming up for two and three two and three warm-ups at a time. So yeah, I'm not a big fan of warm ups. Uh just playing football. You know what I mean? Just I like the eleven v eleven, small sided games, just anything that's just game related, really. Anything but warm ups.
0: Would a lot of the players ask if they can play matches half of the training session?
2: <laughs> I think if we all could get away with that we, we, we would. But uh no, we don't we don't have much say in it to be honest. Uh we just we just uh Follow me, line and and follow instructions and uh, trust the coaches that they're doing best.
0: Wigan are flying high in second place in League One. Are you confident of promotion? And are you happy with how the season has gone so far?
2: Very happy the way the season's gone so far. Um, confident, aye. Without being overconfident because I've still have a job to do. But look, we're in a really good position now. Um, it's a very healthy position. You know, we've got nine games left, so don't to count the chickens too too soon but uh, we're in a good position so we're, we're, we're confident and we're looking forward to the, uh, what's left in the season so hopefully fingers crossed.
1: James we've been talking lots about the Premier League on the show already of course you're no stranger to the Prem you played for Sunderland and West Brom at the top tier now you're known for having a great engine and a never say die attitude but who were your toughest opponents and the hardest players you've played against? I have to say my
2: good, my good friend Seamus uh, at Everton because you know going to that game he doesn't obviously we're we we're, we're very close so he doesn't want me getting the better the better of him and, and and vice versa so I think when you when you're the defender not the winger and you kind of cancel each other out right, it's your more favours him favours him. Um, but no, I've had great battles with, with, with Seamus. You know, he's a, he's a brilliant defender. And like I said, there's that little extra motivation. So, in the game against Seamus, been was was very tough. Saying that, you know, there's a lot of top quality right-backs in the Premier League that I've played against over the years. But I'll give me a good friend, Seamus. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that one.
0: Looking at the title race this season, who do you think will take the crown in the Premier League and in League One?
2: In the Premier League, uh, well, I'm a Man United fan, unfortunately. So, it doesn't look like it's going to be us for do you know what I mean? I think we're we're a long way off it, so it's the for me it's the the, the lesser of two evils. So City or Liverpool? So I'd rather see Man City win it because Liverpool fans are very very hardy to, to, especially when you're a Man United fan. So I think City will won it anyway. And in League One, I've got to obviously say us. So Wigan and and Man City.
1: Hopefully, you didn't mention Spurs there, unfortunately. Me and Harry are both Spurs fans. Are you there?
2: Ah, well, as like I said, I'm United fan, so I feel your pain. Do you know what I mean? I share your pain.
1: <laughs> what age were you when you realised you wanted to play professionally? I think you,
2: you just from an early age you, you just want to play professionally uh, whether that's going to happen or not you never know really do you? Until you, you get older and opportunities happen and, and doors open for you and you obviously you know you've got to put in the hard the graft to ensure that, you know, you're given an opportunity. So I don't think you can ever say for certain that you're going to be a professional footballer growing up. Um, Obviously, when I got on the first team at Derry, things were going well. And then obviously clubs were coming come to watch me week on, week out, which is obviously a lot of pressure, but really exciting as well. So I would say that moment is when I believe that, you know, I was I could play at the top level. So I would say 18-19.
0: There's the whistle, which means we're into 60 seconds of extra time. That means it's time for the rapid-fire quiz round, where we shoot random questions at you to get to know you a little better. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Oi. As a kid, who are your football idols? The Brazilian
2: Ronaldo. Hands down.
0: Have you any hobbies that don't involve a football?
2: Boxing. I love boxing. I love boxing more than football.
1: If you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Uh... <laughs> uh...
2: That's a good question. I, I don't know. My, my man and I always wanted me to do a trade so probably something in, in the in the trade business.
0: A boxer, maybe?
2: <laughs> well, it'd be nice. <laughs> but I'd I say something in the trade business.
0: Did you ever have to wash the team jerseys in your washing machine at home?
2: No. No. Uh... Quite fortunately, I've never, I never had to do that. Um, if I did, I'd probably shrink most of them. So that's probably good for all everyone involved.
1: Are you watching any shows on the telly at the minute?
2: Yeah, I've been watching a prior series four, so I've been watching a Talk Tommy spin-off show, so which is an easy watch.
0: Who would play you in a movie of your life?
2: Who would you recommend?
0: I don't really know.
2: Uh... <laughs> Either do I am um, someone good luck anyway. enemy. Some good luck. <laughs> I'll let you choose for me. Think about it.
1: What's your favourite crisps and bar of chocolate combination? Uh, I'm not really a big crisp man.
2: Uh, bar of chocolate, uh, probably a Kinder bueno
0: What's your least favourite food?
2: Dave, the chef's cooking here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anything Dave cooks. And finally, who is the greatest footballer of all time? Uh, for me, the Brazilian Ronaldo.
0: James McLean, it's been a pleasure talking to you on Two halves. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Pleasure to be mine, lads. Thanks for, thanks for having me.
0: Great to hear from James there. And again, well done on two fantastic performances at the Aviva. And well done also for his goal with Wigan against Bolton at the weekend. You came off with an injury, so we hope you get better soon, James.
1: We're eight episodes into this season of Two halves And you've probably guessed by now that Harry and I are Spurs fans. We love hearing from supporters of other clubs around the country too, and why you get behind your team.
0: Okay, so our dad has been supporting Tottenham since he was like three months old, but let's face it, we're all free agents to choose our club, and we still chose Tottenham.
1: It's no different for nine-year-old Ryan Comerford from Kerry. His dad Derek and his granddad before him were Chelsea fans to the core, so it's no surprise that Rian is carrying on the tradition. Let's hear from Ryan and Derek, the Kerry Blues
3: is and i'm nine years old i am a massive chelsea fan i have an older sister called ella she is also a chelsea fan i am a chelsea fan because my dad and granddad are super chelsea fans we are all members of the Kerry blues my favorite chelsea players are mason mount reese james and kai havertz my favorite chelsea game was when we beat Man City in the Champions League final 1-0. Kai Havertz scored the winning goal. I watched it with my dad, granddad, nan, my two aunts and my uncle and we had a party afterwards. I play soccer with belly hair dynamos. I love playing soccer with belly hair dynamos because our coaches are really nice.
4: Hi guys, my name is Derek and I'm Rina Nilla's dad. I've been travelling over to watch Chelsea with my dad for over 30 years. My first game was the Trina loss away to Aston Villa in 1991, would you believe. It took eight trips over to London with my dad before we got our first win. I became a Chelsea fan because of my own dad and now Rina and Ella have followed me as a blue. Thankfully, things are a lot lot better for us Chelsea fans these days, as the club has been very successful recently. My favourite game would have to be when we beat Bayern Munich to win our first Champions League in 2012, closely followed by last year's win in the Champions League final against City. As Reen mentioned earlier, we're all members of the Kerry Blues, a club set up down here in Kerry almost 30 years ago by Henry Molyneux and ably assisted by John Keating. We have about 120 active members and we'll have at least 16 members at Chelsea versus Real Madrid next week in the Champions League quarterfinal at Stamford Bridge. My favourite players over the years would have to have been Dennis Wise, Stevie Clark, John Terry, Frank Lampard and more recently Mason Mount and Rhys James. This year in the league hasn't been great but we have a Champions League quarterfinal to look forward to as well as an FA Cup semi-final against Crystal Palace look forward to. we we'll hope to finish in the top three in the league and maybe pick up one trophy which would be a tremendous success again this season.
0: Great stuff guys. Don't forget we have two shows left this season. If you want to have your say you can contact us by emailing junior at rte.ie or use the hashtag 2 halves on social media.
1: You can also use that to contact us if you and your club would like to feature in the locker room where you get to tell us about yourselves your team and your thoughts on this season's Premier League let's head west now to Sligo where the Sligo Rovers under 14's boys are standing by in the locker room my name's Adam I am from Lolly. I play centre mid and I play with Sligo Rovers under 14's
5: I'm Darrell Connor from Ballonat I play for Sligo Rovers under 14's centre back
1: I'm Finn Stride from Inniskillen and I play for Sligo Rovers as a right wing or a striker <laughs> I'm Dan McCabe from from
2: and I play for Sky Rovers on the 14th and half.
3: I'm Reckonall and I'm from Shambo. I'm um, I play for Sky Rovers and I play left wing.
4: So lads, what team do you support in the Premier League? Manchester United. Why do you support Manchester United? They're just the best team out there. <laughs> Who's your favourite player? Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo.
5: Dara. Hey. Uh, I support Man United because they're just magic, unbelievable, <laughs> and I love Rafael Varane. <laughs>
1: John, uh, I support Burnley because uh, <laughs> because they play the best football and, <laughs> and uh, my favourite player is Ben Mee. Uh, I support Liverpool because they're uh, a joy to watch when they're in full flow and when they've most of uh,
2: the best player I've ever seen and they're going <laughs> to win the Prem
4: easy.
3: Easy. I support Man United because Harry is a god. <laughs>
4: How's the season going this, this year for you, lads? Uh, it's going well
3: It's going
5: all right All right.
4: Why right, just all right? Because
5: um, Harry Maguire it would be <laughs> good if it wasn't
1: for him It's going well, but there's room for improvement <laughs> And we're going to
2: make that improvement It's going well, we should win the league we're in a strong position Manchester United? No, Liverpool Man United Pro
5: should
4: win the league yet. So, lads, how's
5: your season going
4: under 14s? Uh, it's going well, yeah We've won uh, the last few games We've drawn a few and we've lost a few
1: but uh, there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, big game this weekend, uh, Derby, we're playing Shamrock
5: Rovers. We're starting to hit form now, and we're up for it at the weekend. Darren McCabe leading the line.
1: Uh, we're doing well, a uh, couple of good results. Playing Shamrock Rovers next. Last
5: oh, year we were tipping on nicely. Uh, we're going strong, we Won
3: the last couple of games.
5: Should we lead? Were you away somewhere? We were in Everton, um, watching Everton play and playing Everton. I played Storm into Fleetwood, and we won Everton. And who did we meet? Uh, I met
1: Coleman. Jamie Coleman I met uh, second best right back uh, in the Premier League after Tommy Atu and sometimes <laughs> sometimes Cedric when he's on what about that what about I love
3: that thanks boys
0: great stuff lads and thanks as well to their coach Connor for all the help you know a lot of teams could do with taking the advice of the Sligo Rovers lads actually Jack when they said They've won a few, drawn a few, and have room for improvement. Onwards and upwards to your next game, Sligo Rovers.
1: Well, that's it for this episode of Two Halves.
0: It's getting seriously close, and it's squeaky bump time for lots of teams, and for us here at Two Halves. What?
1: Speak for yourself, Harry. Do
0: you know what I mean? It's getting squeaky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be back again next month. Maybe the table will have changed by then, or maybe not.
0: And maybe you'll join us once again. On, as I've said before, the best, the only show in town for kids' soccer, two halves.
1: Harry, what was all that you were saying about squeaky bum?
0: Squeak, squeak! You know what I mean, Jack.